The Art of War. And we read in 1 Corinthians 9.26 that, that Paul was one of those individuals that did not believe in um, just deterring or fighting in the shadows. He was straightforward. Paul was one of my favorite apostles because he reminds me of me. I'm very passionate in a sense of a very strong character. I am, uh, I want things done two weeks ago and, um, and, I, and I, I run with things. And um, when someone asks me for something, I'm already planning and like, and God is so grateful, so gracious that he gives me so many ideas that sometimes I don't even know which one to choose from. It was just great. And I would like to continue with the series um, when it comes to the warfare between Satan and God. And we are in the middle of it. Last, last time we spoke about recognize who is my enemy, the face of my enemy. And today we're going to be studying the art of war. This is going to be a Bible study. We're going to be building concepts in here. So I pray that if you miss something, raise your hand and I'll try to repeat it again. Because this is, a, for me, is is very important to understand. Um, as Christians, are we in a warfare? Yes. yes. Are we? Yes. We are in a daily basis. Every time we breathe, it's a 24-7 thing. And it's not just a, 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 a war, a simple warfare. It's to the death. It's a life and death battled. I want to share a little bit about myself. Um, back in 2009-ish, or way back, I heard Pastor Myers to preach about a series and how he explained the spiritual warfare and how God wants us to be a spiritual martial arts. And when I heard that sermon, you know, and he was talking about martial arts, it really, really touched my heart. Because when I was growing up, I was into Kung Fu, Karate, Judo. I, I was like in it. And, and, and it's interesting that God uses anybody to touch everybody. Isn't that great? You see, my sister and I, we love martial arts. We used, we used to watch movies and, and do martial arts marathons. And, and there was a favorite series called Kung Fu. Have anybody watched that series? Very old, old, old. I mean, very old. Very old. And in all those movies that were bad translated, you know, when the mouth is talking and the voice was coming back, oh, we were in it all the time. So when I heard him talking about that sermon, I really pay attention. I took notes because he spoke to my heart. You know, this is who I am. But as we began growing spiritually, we began to realize that martial arts was from the devil and God did not want us to hurt people, but he, God wanted us to help. Isn't it? Amen. God wants his people to become real spiritual martial art masters. Not just 
not just martial art. And we, he wants us to be masters at it. And I'm going to prove to you today that the Bible talks about that. God wants his people to become real spiritual martial art masters in their relationship with the war against good and evil. And the devil has taken every aspect of the art of warfare that is in the Bible that God gave us and and every method that God wrote in the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Bible that was given to us, to us, and he turned it to evil. Today we are going to rediscover with the spiritual godly eyes what God wants to teach us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all your blessings. We thank you, Lord, that you are here. And we thank you that your angels are also here. Help us to realize that when you are present, this building becomes holy. And it is my prayer, Lord, that your Holy Spirit clear our minds and our eyes and our ears and help us to see the spiritual realms that we should be dwelling upon and help us to hear the message that you have given us to be able to fight that great fight that we are exposed to in every minute of our lives. If there's anything, any, any hidden sin or any unrequested forgiveness, we ask that you forgive us, oh Lord, forgive me. If there's anything that prevents from this prayer to be answered, oh Lord, I ask for your mercy and I ask for your blood to cover us so we can be in the presence, in your presence today. Amen. In 1 Timothy 6.12, it tells, Paul tells us to fight the good fight of faith. Because I have this warrior background, believe it or not, I think about the concept of fighting gratefully. Have you ever seen a martial art fight? Have you ever watched how graceful they are? I mean, I really admire that. I mean, it was it's amazing how, how grateful, how, how grateful. Paul tells us to fight the good fight of faith. It is a good fight of faith. There can also be a bad fight of faith. So if you, you know that Satan always has a counterfeit. If there is a good fight, there's also a bad fight. Has anybody here seen a bad fight? What makes a fight bad, a bad fight? When you're losing, right? And then when you're winning, it becomes a good fight. All right. If you are in a bad fight, that means that you, you are bad, you're beat up, and you're bleeding and everything else. You know, I remember when I was growing up, if someone got hurt, if we were not bleeding, it was not a big deal. So... You were the one who was losing. Now, Paul says, I am not calling you to fight the fight of faith, but I am calling you to fight the good fight. It's not only a good fight. I mean, it's not, it's not a fight of faith, but it's a good fight of faith to choose from, right? 
In Ephesians say, uh, 6, 10 to 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness, wickedness and in high places. And you know, beloved, I have to tell you, as I heard Pastor Myers sharing his research on this text, I was very excited. I was very excited. Actually, I got so extremely excited. And here's why. Because when Paul uses the word wrestle, when he says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, in the time that he is writing, he is actually making a reference as a martial art that was customary in those days in the Greek and Romans. And it used to call pancreation. And when I heard this, I got very, very excited. And like, okay, he was talking to my, my heart, even though I left those things way back. But it was still in my heart. And I said to myself, wait a minute. That's Paul? Is really Paul? Are you saying that Paul is using a martial art as an illustration on how the Christian is supposed to fight the good fight of faith? I thought, love, have mercy. We wrestle, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers in different realms. In another word, it is though God is calling us to learn how to fight, not just any old fight, but to learn how to fight gracefully. Anybody here are interested in learning to fight the good fight gratefully? Amen? You know, somewhere also Paul says, I, I fight not as one that bit the air. Do you know what is beating the air means? Have you ever seen like, ah, leave me alone, leave me alone. Have you seen those type of fights? I've been in some of those. <laughs> you're eating, yeah. Or when you're watching uh, boxing, you know, when they're practicing, there are other, other people in the shadow of the boxer fighting those shadows. It's not a real fight. It's just fighting, you know. But Paul said he doesn't want us to be that kind of fighters. Oh, no. He does not want us to be the type of or fighting the shadows of someone else. Paul says when, you, when he punch, he makes every single punch count. And that was our text today. He doesn't derail in going different places. He has a goal, and every time he punch, he makes a count. And this is the type of fighting that God wants us to do. And we're talking about spiritual fighting, okay? Don't go out there and say, oh, she said that we need to go on fighting. No, we're talking the real fight, the spiritual fight. Could it be that Christian, as Christians, we are beating the air? You know, we are fighting, but it feels like we are getting nothing. Paul says, look, I want you to know that when I fight, I don't beat the air. All my punches count. All my blows reach their mark in Christ, not because of any power he might have, but because he has Christ in him. 
You can imagine, my imagination became to soar. God, are you telling me that you want me to be a spiritual martial arts artist? So I began to listen to his sermon more and more closely. And he went explaining this a spiritual master art that God wants us to learn. Let's go to Genesis 4. And we, find, and we can find a story there that is amazing and incredible. I have read it many, many times, but when he brought it to the presentation under the fighting point of view, it was a mind blower. You know the story, you know, Cain and Abel are about to have a dispute. Do you remember the story? Abel brought a lamb for the sacrifice, and Cain brought food from the ground. And Cain's offerings is rejected, and then God comes to him and listens that conversation between God and Cain. And I'm reading from the Good News Translation. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why are you upset? If you do good, you know, if you do the right thing, you should be happy. But because you have done evil, sin is crouching at your door. It wants to rule over you. You know, God is telling Cain, watch it. Satan is trying to take control of you. But God said to Cain, I want you to master it. I want you to control it before he controls you. So what is happening here? God comes to Cain and he's telling Cain, listen, you, you are angry. You're angry because you have not done right. And I want you to know that sin is right at your door. And if you make the wrong decision, sin will win. Sin will control you and will take over. But Cain, Jesus said, Cain, I am calling you to rule over it, to control it, to master it. It was God's challenge to him. It was God saying, Cain, do not let sin dominate you. You need to dominate sin. He was calling Cain to fight against sin. The Good News Bible put the last verse this way. It was to rule over you, but you must overcome it. This is the first call to overcome sin. You must overcome it. Fight, Cain, fight. The New International Version says it this way. You must master it. Let's ask one question. Does God want us to be masters? Anybody interested to become martial artists, spiritual martial artists? I hope everyone here wants to really become a martial art, spiritual martial artist. God says, I want you to learn how to master sin. How to become a master over the temptation that evil brings to you every day? Not a novice. We need to become masters to be able to rule sin. And then I found out that the word rule in this text means, and as I look on the word rule in the Hebrew, my mouth dropped and opened because when I look at it and it spells out, the word rule in Hebrew is used, marshal. 
that's what the word comes from martial arts, martial. You need to martial, mar master it. So at the word meaning to dominate or to rule over, every similar to our English word martial means to war against or to be warlike. Beloved, God once God was calling Cain to dominate, to rule, to marshal his force and his will and his strength to dominate the fight against sin. Was God calling to fight the good fight of faith at that point? Yes. Was God was calling Cain to be a master? Yes. Was God calling Cain to be a spiritual martial artist? Yes. I said, Lord, I can see it. I gave up my martial arts when I was very young. Well, not that young, but, but now I can see that you have something better for me. Much better for me. You have the real thing. I can be a spiritual martial art master to fight the good fight of faith, right? And I began, and I was very excited. I began to study and, and to listen and to take notes. I read this verse again and again in the New International uh, Version. It says, Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And I keep reading that text again. And he says, But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. You know, crouching tigers, hidden dragons. Does it sound familiar? How the Bible, there's a lot of imagery, like when we were talking today in the terms and how the devil has taken the same thing and twisted it. God was telling Cain, the devil is crouching like a t tiger and hiding like a dragon to master you. But you need to master him. Have you ever experienced in your life seen crouching at your door? I don't know about you, but I feel that every day. I can see the sin, the devil crouching, the sin crouching like tigers ready to attack. And I can see that hidden dragon behind that tiger trying to destroy me. And spiritually, of course. I want to share with you a couple of stories. Um, you know that in the martial arts, many of the martial arts styles and systems are found of, are founded over by observing animals in nature. And I'm going to give you a few examples because I'm running out of time. One legend says that the Queen Anne, this woman, was out in the field one day, and crane came close to her, and she was trying to get, you know, push that crane out. And the crane started making certain movement in his head to, to stand his place. So she was very, very uh, impressed. So she began watching every movement and, and logging and drawing and studying the movement of the crane. And she was the founder of what is known as white crane style. Okay. Wang Long, who was a Shaolin monk, would often found himself beaten when he used to go out from his uh, protective uh, temple 
there was a couple of people there that every time he went out, he used to be beat up, bullied, and beat up. And he could not figure it out how to win. I mean, he was studying to be a Chaolin priest, or we should be experts in the martial arts. But this guy was always beat up and always lost. And one day he was sitting and he was wondering, can I ever get a victory? And then while he was thinking, he observed how the Sakaira was fighting with the prayer mantis. He was so impressed the way this prayer mantis fought against this Sakaira that he took the prayer mantis home and started observing his his praying mantis way of fighting. And he was the founder of which we currently know as the prayer mantis style. And if you look at both the, the, the lady and the disguise, they learn fighting styles by spending time observing someone better than him, right? The next one, I consider Cassie, who was a prison for killing a man. And the prison where he was had a window that he could look out, and there was a lot of monkeys out there. And he has spent a lot of time observing and drawing and analyzing the monkeys, how they used to fight and play. And he began the study, all those steps. And he was the founder of what we currently know as a drunken monkey style. I cannot help to see that this physical art of war are simple counterfeit of a spiritual art of war because Cain himself was a martial artist student studying under the old serpent, the dragon. That old serpent, the dragon, he has been watching Cain and saying, Cain has the characteristic that I can use. And he began the training. Cain was a student of the dragon. He was a martial artist. But so was Abel. Because Genesis 4.2 tells us that Abel was the keeper of sheep. Please note here, as Cain was being trained under the dragon, Abel was observing the lamb. Observing how the lamb interact with each other. He was watching the lamb. And as he watched the lamb, Abel began to see the characteristics, and he began to imitate those characteristics. So Abel, too, was a martial artist. Amen? Are, we, are you guys following me? The time came when the two masters, the lamb and the dragon, had their student confronted. Any question? Who won? Did Cain or Abel? Who won? In the world's eyes, Cain did. But in the Bible, but the Bible tells us that Abel was the greater master. In Proverbs Proverbs sixteen thirty two reads, "You see, greater is he who master himself." than he who masters others. 
Does it sound ancient Chinese quote? It's in the Bible. Greater is he who masters himself than the one that tries to master others. So in Cain and Abel shutdowns, who do you think won? Paul tells us that when I fight, I don't fight as one that beats the air. I have trained under the lamb. And you know we have realized who is our greatest enemy. I hope by now you know who is our greater enemy. When God is calling us to become faith fighters, to become a spiritual martial artist, who is it that we are here to master? Who is our greatest enemy? Do you know that the devil has an insider in your life? Do you know that he has a spy in your life that lives with you, sleeps with you, eats with you, and knows every secret of your life? They know your weaknesses and they know your strength. In fact, this person or this spy, spy looks just like you. That insider, that spy that Satan has inside of you is called self. Now the question becomes, how in the world do I fight an enemy that lives with me? How can I fight an enemy that knows my thoughts, my strengths, and my weaknesses, and knows every emotion and every feelings? And more, that self has been trained under the dragon for years and years and years. Do you realize that we have all been trained under the dragon? Do you know what his hidden dragon style is? Let me see if something sounds familiar. We all have practiced the hidden dragon style. Revelation 13, 11 says, There is a beast that looks like a lamb, but speaks like a dragon. Do you want to know what the hidden dragon style is? When we go to church, we look nice and we smile everything and we are friendly with everybody and at work we are great. But just wait until somebody does something bad to you. Then what? What about drunken style? Revelation 17:2 says, it says that the world is drunk with the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Do you think that people are drunk with the spirit of this world? Are we drunk? Drunk with the things of this world, with the music? with the culture? But let me tell you, we are masters. We are masters 
we need to learn how to master self. Let me tell you that self is imbued with supernatural powers from the devil. That is why when you get up in the morning and you think, today I'm going to do the right thing. And not even five minutes goes about, and what happened? Self wins. And that, then you feel that sometimes you feel like, leave me alone, leave me alone, I want to do the right thing. I don't know about you guys, but I feel that way many times. When I go out and, and I wake up and I say, Lord, I need, to do, I need to start doing the right thing. But self is, is more trained than me. He is imbued with supernatural powers from the devil. We might think there is no way we can master self. Look at him. Oh, look at the master. This fight that Satan has inside of me, he knows every weaknesses of me, everything. He knows which button to push, and he imbued with supernatural power. The art of war. This is what Christ called us to be, taking upon us his supernatural strength. That's why Christ says, yes. Your spy is endued with supernatural power and has been trained in the masters of the dragon for years. But I conquered and I have the strength. This kind is like finding the masters because you are being continuously beaten up. We got to say enough is enough. I got to go and get trained. I got to get a master. I need to find a trainer. And so what do we need to do to become a spiritual master part? We need to become connected. We need to start going to class every day to get trained with one who can and is able to teach us how to win the war. How to become a spiritual master artist. You could say, wait a minute, self is trained under the dragon, and you want me to train under one who practiced the lamb style? Can a lamb beat a dragon? I mean, really? In Genesis 3.15, <clears throat> God comes to Eve and says, I am going to put amnesty against you and the dragon because you see, between your seed and her seed. In another word, God was saying, I am going to send a master, a deliverer who is going to fight the dragon and he will crush him and he will defeat the dragon. I am going to send a lamb. And when I heard that, I said, what? A lamb? A lamb that will defeat the dragon? How and when this happened? Where was the conflict between the lamb and the dragon? Where would that conflict happen? You only need to go to the book of Luke of Matthew and find where this shutdown took place. And we can see it in the Calvary. 
the lamb and the dragon shut down. The two great grandmasters. And as you took at the cross in the physical eyes, you thought the, dra the dragon surely bit him. Isn't it? But when you put your spiritual eyeglasses, who do you think you want? At that point, Christ crushed the dragon. So if you want to be trained under somebody, you need to find the great grandmaster, Jesus Christ, because he has already won. And he knows every in and out of it. We need to get connected. We need to spend time in his classroom. I know I talk a lot about classroom, about Christ's classroom. And some of you should know by now, where is that classroom found? You know, it's interesting how when you watch those uh, master movies, they always show the grandmaster with the long white hair and long ropes. Did that sound familiar? Isn't that the description of Christ in Revelation chapter 1? And the movies, you hear the master call the students disciples. Isn't the Bible Jesus called us his disciples? In fact, listen, God was giving Cain a spiritual advice to become a spiritual martial artist. And Cain took that advice and turn it, that a spiritual advice, and turn it into physical. And thus he became the founder of our fighting systems of the world. I hope you cut that. Cain turned God's spiritual advice and training that God gave him. And instead of fighting Self, he did what? He went and fought someone else. Psalm 18.34 says, he, God, the psalm, psalmist, he was asking God, God, teach my hand to war so that a bow of steel is broken in my arms. Is anybody here wants to learn how to fight with your hands? The spiritual fighting. God says, I will teach your hands how to war. And we're talking about spiritually here. He's not talking about physical. He's talking about the spiritual warfare that we are in every single second of our life. And it's a war against life and death. It's not just a plain fight. Our life is stake. It's a fight for eternal life or eternal death. Teach me, O oh Lord. Teach these hands to war so I can break those steel bows in my arms. But if you want to learn 
heart to war, we got to enter. Where? Into a classroom. We need to come as a student into the school of that great grandmaster, Jesus Christ. And here's when he began to teach us day by day how to fight the good faith, fight of faith. The good fight of faith. There was a story, and I'm sure some of you have heard it, of a young man that moved to a new neighborhood, and he was found some people that used to bully him. He was a young boy, and he was bullied back and forth, back and forth. And he found a karate in instructor, and, the, and this instructor told him, I can teach you how to fight. And then at one time, he was so fed up of being beaten up that he went to the master's house and asked him, can you teach me how to fight? So this instructor gave him a brush and a sponge. And the student was kind of confused, but the trainer took him outside and, and told him, did you see that car out there? Does that sound familiar? Yes. Your first lesson is to wash that car, but don't wash it in any way. You need to wash it the way I told you how to wash it. You need to wash on and you wash out. Sounds familiar? Wash on and wash out. And then when you dry it, you don't just dry it. You just dry on and you dry out. And I want you to wax it. Don't wax it in any other way than the one that I told you. You wax in, you wax out. And you know the story how it goes. They, you know, he left a couple of times and he came back. And then the next time he thought he finished and then said, I'm done. Now are you going to teach me? And then, they, then this great master told him, did you see that fence out there? And the, young, and the young man said, what? I want you to paint it. Take this brush and this paint, but don't paint it the way you're used to. I want you to paint it the way I want you to paint it. Paint up and paint down. Paint up and paint down. The student looked at him and told him, you're crazy. I am not going to do this. And he left. When this guy was beat up again, and he beat up again, and he beat up again, and he got so fed up with it, he came back with the, with the teacher again. Week after week, wash after wash, paint after paint, he was willing to listen to this master. And then one day, this teacher told him, your training is finished. But then he said, but you have not taught me anything. You have not taught me anything. And all of a sudden, the master gave him four punches. And this boy, without even thinking what to do, you think what he did? He fought every single one of them. And do you know what happened with that? He was like, whoa, what just happened here? 
Does it sound familiar in our spiritual life? Many of us are out there being beaten up by the devil in a daily basis. And there are times we get so fed up and we come to our master and we say, Master, teach us how to fight. And then the master says, okay, do you see those CDs in your house? And you say, what? Do you see those DVDs in your home? Do you see that? Do you see that? And we're starting to think, what in the world, the, my, the way I dress has to do with fighting the good fight? I am not doing that. So we said, no, nah, that music is not bad. Oh, this type of movie, ah, that's not bad. And so we go out there and we get beat up by the devil and beat up by the devil. And then we go back again to the master and say, Master teaches how to fight. Then the master says, Did you see that DVD? Did you see that? Do you see, beloved, walks on and walks out is a process of shining. God wants us to make us shine. And let me tell you, not only does he want to train us in the lamb style, he wants us to train us in the lion style. You see, God trains us to be the lamb towards people, but lions towards sin. The way we do it right now is we are lions towards people, and we are like lamb towards sin. And God wants to reverse that equation. But beloved takes a lot of training. And this is the problem with many of us. We don't understand we are not, why we're not making it. Why I'm going to try it doesn't work. And then every time we complain to Christ and say, why? No, this has nothing to do with anything. God said, okay. And we go back out there and we get beat up again. Then when we, every time he goes back to Christ, God said the same thing. Do you see your work? That music, that dress, that person, that friend, that whatever. Many times I have wondered, what would it be like? I remember dreaming when I was young. And as I continue listening to Pastor Meyer's preacher, I remember, yeah. Many times I dream to go to China, one of those Chaolin temples to be trained. I thought it was the Mecca. But one of the things that I learned, that that is a counterfeit. It's a counterfeit to another school. A school that cannot be seen with our worldly eyes. A school that each one of us can enter by faith and sit at the master's feet. And to help him to begin to train us. I was jumping at that time, like, yeah, great. What is the training room? I started wondering, what's the training room? Where's that classroom? I want to go there. 
But my surprise, the Christ classroom is prayer. You see, I call, I, we call it blindfold fighting. When we were younger, we used to cover, I remember I used to cover my eyes and my sister was just trying to, you know, we would play back and forth. And, uh, and prayer, the same thing. We have to train our ears so we can hear something coming. But Christ said, you need to train to fight without seeing. It was blindfold fighting. But later we realized back then that the Bible says that the just walk by faith, not by sight. Which means that they also fight by faith, not by sight. We are supposed to be blindfold fighters. Can you imagine that? You see, Christ said, you are blind, then you have no sin. Because the blind depends on Christ. We are fighters. Where is he? Where is he? But Christ says, no. I want you to close your eyes. Close my eyes, master? Yes. Do what I say, grasshopper. How do we do this? Jesus said, to sit at my feet. You need to go to my class. Take note, listen, and practice. And Jesus will teach us and instruct us in the ways that you shall go. Jesus will guide you, will guide your eyes. He will guide you with his eyes. Jesus says, close your eyes because I am with you. But you got to come to school, to Jesus Christ school. Beloved, the art of prayer is the art of war. Because it is the prayer that Jesus begins to say these things like, greater is he who masters himself than he who masters others. And you go and say, wow, that's profound. And here's what he begins to whisper to those ears, giving to you those understandings, those things that make you go saying, wow, man could never could have thought of that. So the devil wants you to keep up or keep us from praying because he knows that if you spend time in prayer in the presence of Christ, he's going to lose. Do you know what it means to hear the great grandmaster speak and to hear him giving you the very truth and wisdom you need to fight the good fight of faith? And this, this is not a movie. At the end of the great controversy, do you know what is going to happen? There is going to be a group of people who have become masters of the lamb style. And those who have become masters of the, grand, the dragon. When the four wings are left loose, the whole universe will be like watching those students from the two great grandmasters in the shutdown. Because this group of people who were beating up and slapped around and everything that came to cover them, now they are like lion warriors in the watching universe will witness how then God of peace will crush Satan under our feet. I don't know about that one. I, I did a hoo-hoo. <laughs> 
at that moment. But the question is, and I'm finished with this, are you willing to enter? Are you willing to leave under the motto, enter the lamb, not the dragon, but the lamb? Here's my appeal to you this morning. Do you want to become a spiritual martial art artist? If you do, please stand and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that in your wisdom and love, you have given us the Bible. You have given us so many instructions, O oh Lord, that the devil has kept us from seeing. We know that we need to spend time in prayer every day in your presence. We know that you want us to become masters in the fighting, the good fight of faith. And as of now, many of us, we have been beaten to the air. We have been shadow box boxing. But as Paul reminds us, we need to make every punch count, O oh Lord. And the only way we can do that is if we spend time in your classroom every day, that you can teach us, the master, to become the lamb style, to become, to learn the great grandmaster in the lion style. So we can be warriors against self, which is our enemy, that is trying to take us from eternity. And every single person here in this church, I pray that your Holy Spirit touch them and let them realize the necessity of spending time in your presence, the necessity of paying attention to your lessons, the necessity of practicing every style that you have given us so we can become one day great grandmasters under your feet. It is my prayer, O Lord, that everyone of here, every single person in here will become a great grandmaster in the spiritual warfare. 